You're listening to Once, episode 31, The Return, Initial Reactions. Welcome back to Once Podcast, the podcast about ABC's TV show Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. I'm Dan Flynn. And I'm Jenny. And we're so happy to have you with us. Check out our website over at oncepodcast.com, where if you're not subscribed to this show, you can subscribe and receive every episode automatically through your player of choice. And we also have a very active forum over there at oncepodcast.com. You can follow all of us on Twitter. Rate us, review us on iTunes and all of that stuff and get our contact information there. It's all at one site, oncepodcast.com. And first, I want to give a huge shout out to a very, very active chat room. We have, <laughs> I, I know we're seeing many different numbers in there, but we have basically close to 100 people in the chat room and more than that, even watching online, it seems. So this is totally awesome. Thank you, everyone. We do this live every Wednesday evening at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's GMT minus four. Or Sunday evenings for our initial reactions, when there is one, we do that live at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's GMT minus four. So thank you, everyone, for joining us. Oh, and by the way, that's over at noodle.mx slash live. This has been a really cool episode. The Return, written by Jane Espenson. Did I say that right, Jeremy? Yes, you did. Okay. She, I didn't realize she wrote this one. I figured it out when she said uh, they used, um, what was it? Oh, <laughs> the, uh, the Gods. plural deity. Yeah, the plural oh. deity. Yeah. yeah they, but, Jane Espenson. She can't resist. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so what did you guys think about this episode, Jeremy? It was excellent. Very appropriately titled The Return. Perhaps... Um, Appropriately, because the show returned to us after a few weeks off, perhaps misleading <laughs> as far as the plot goes, although perhaps not. It just wasn't the return of who we thought was returning through most of the episode. Hmm. Yeah. Dan, what did you think? Yeah, I was happy that they answered all my questions, and then I realized that they didn't answer the questions <laughs> the way I thought they answered them, only to answer other questions I didn't think were going to be answered. Huh? <laughs> although I called it. Yeah, I I thought I was being correct, and I thought, oh, good, my theory is correct. And I think they did that episode just in spite of me. Um, yeah, I was not correct, even though they misled me to thinking I was correct. Somewhere partway through, I hinted that I thought we were possibly being misled, but I thought my theory was going to come to pass in the end. I was but pretty surprised. They, well, they did a good job of... I mean, they haven't really done a lot of misleading theories that you weren't able to foresee. Um, so I thought this time they did a great job of actually misleading me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Jeremy, what was your theory then that you're saying about at the end? Well, it was partway through and he was, I think when Gold talked to, what's her face? The nun. <laughs> and she said... Mother he, Superior. Yeah. <laughs> Strange thing to call Blue Fairy. <laughs> <laughs> he, she said that he found his father, but he hadn't talked to him yet, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, okay, it's, quote, obviously Bay. But I, I was thinking, of course, Geppetto is in town, too, so he could still be Pinocchio. Which could still be. But they didn't tell us that this week, if it's true. And, yeah, 
But I did I did start to think they're making this too obvious. I think that the backstory they're showing us doesn't necessarily mean I know they want us to think that August is Bay, but he might not be. So and then I was right. It's another one of those things and during the show in our live chat room, they were saying that someone at one point had said the writers are probably going to laugh at us. And for a moment it seemed yeah, like they had us all convinced that August was Bay. And then he wasn't. It's like, even though I thought that, they still fooled me at the end and then went back. Mm-hmm. Jenny, what did you think of this episode? I think I still feel puzzled over who August is. That's all I think. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> what was going on with his leg? I just want to know what was going on. Oh, yeah. The whole in, twitching thing. They're in the beginning. Yeah, and... And more than just his leg, it was like uh-huh. his whole body was just convulsing or spasming. Getting or a little wooden. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I was like, okay, if he's Pinocchio, he's turning into wood and he's going to actually have no more life in him and become non-existent. Because I'm wondering if maybe the puppet initially wasn't a real boy, but he actually turned a puppet to a real boy. There was no process in between. So if he turns to a wooden puppet, he hmm. therefore dies. But he's hmm. saying he's, yeah, he's dying and he says he's sick. What does right. that have to do with his leg? I don't know. I thought him twitching in bed was yeah, like, was odd. I was like What's Peter Pan needs fairy dust. He's flying in the middle of the night and twitching. <laughs> I don't know. There's, I was trying to link Peter Pan or Pinocchio. I just but. wanted him to pull up his pants leg and show us what was going on in there. <laughs> well, you know, if you want to talk about his skin that was showing, when he got out of bed, some of his back was showing because of the way his shirt had just kind of moved around. Okay. Actually, that was, I believe, after he got off the floor, after he rolled what? across the room and hit the wall, oh, yeah. which was kind of unfortunate. And he had a regular skin back. It wasn't like wooden or anything. Okay. Like skin back. Well, you know, his face also had regular skin, I noticed, as well as his hands. Is that the first time we've seen his hands? I thought so. No. Oh, wait. Yeah. It's the first time he always has always had gloves on before. Not even when, when maybe uh, even when he was typing. He has yeah. gloves on a lot, but I'm pretty sure we've seen his hands. Not when he's yeah, drinking okay. coffee. Yeah. yeah, we probably saw his hands when he was working with the paper. Yeah. And, uh, probably. and drinking coffee. Yes. I, I, feel I, like I know my I whole motion. the coffee thing. Drinking <laughs> <laughs> coffee. Yeah. yeah. So, did you notice when he went and they were across the street from Mr. Gold's shop? By they I mean August and Henry, they were hiding behind piles of wood. Hmm. <laughs> and the donkey in... There was a donkey? Yeah. The, the little paperweight that was holding down oh, the papers right. of the picture of the dagger and everything. Still Pinocchio. <laughs> Still Pinocchio. <sighs> he could <Really>? be Shrek. <laughs> or donkey. <laughs> he could be Shrek. <laughs> thought he was looking a little green. Uh, wow. Yeah. He could be. But, you know, speaking, <laughs> speaking of a little green, I want to thank the people who have given us a little bit of green by <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> supporting this podcast. And we really do appreciate it because the podcast is getting so many listeners and visitors to the site. We have to run more powerful servers, which are a lot more expensive. So huge thank you to our continued sponsors, Rumpel Gold Fan, Sandra, Goldilocks, or also known as Goldie, and new sponsor, Amanda Robar. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And our bandwidth is provided in part by Christian Meets World, which is a weekly podcast dedicated to interfacing Christianity with the world. It's hosted by Jason Rennie and explores topics like 
politics, worldview, philosophy, and more, all compared to a biblical worldview. You can join the conversation by subscribing to the podcast today at christianmeetsworld.com. That's christianmeetsworld.com, interfacing Christianity with the real world. And also, our new sponsor, GoToMeeting, where, talking about faces, GoToMeeting now offers high-definition, face-to-face online meetings. Now, this is so much easier to set up than using Skype, because Skype uh, can be a pain to set up where people might not know it. GoToMeeting is super simple, and you can't meet face-to-face with all your clients or colleagues all the time, but GoToMeeting makes it easy because all you need is a webcam, and you can even use your iPad, and you can meet face-to-face with your clients or colleagues Our listeners can try it free for 30 days, a full month of unlimited face-to-face online meetings with GoToMeeting. For this special offer, you must visit GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button, and use the promo code PODCAST. Be sure to use the promo code PODCAST when you visit GoToMeeting.com. And thank you so much for your support. So, a few things that I noticed in this episode, some some awesome stuff going on. Well, first of all, in the title scene, there was a motorcycle in there. Yeah. Which we've never seen something With a rider. modern. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say it like was that. August. And we always usually see it appear, not just go across the screen like that. That was pretty neat. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. So, uh, but then we talked about this weird shaking. Do you, I'm thinking that the reason August is sick or having this weird shaking, I think it's also partly because he's in Storybrooke. Right. He's the only person not born in fairy tale land. Maybe, maybe not. Well, he, I think no, he was. He did right, say he did needs magic. That. So he was probably born in fairy tale land. He, someone made of wood and turned real going to a land where there's no magic, <laughs> even with some sort of um, perhaps blessing as referenced by the blue fairy to keep him real, <laughs> keeping it real might start to wear off after a little while. Maybe. So we still don't know who he is. No, we don't. We know and he's I so thought we were going to get that tonight. Yeah. We know he's not Belfire. Sorry, yeah, Dan. I know Dan, but you probably had that moment of, I did. I even think I verbally said I was right. You verbally (laughs) said it and you physically danced on the couch. On the couch. I saw it. (laughs) And now we're all laughing. Stretching that way too far, but fine. They can think whatever. So I do think, however, though, it seems just more and more now. Okay, now that he's not that person, Belfire, and not who I thought he was, I really do think he had to have been the person to save Emma because the whole idea of him being here and saying, I'm here for Emma. He's like, he's Emma's guardian. He probably like creeped. He was a creeper and like watched her every move to make sure that she was safe from in like Boston or something like she was, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so because I don't think he's actually here to help Emma after all, because something that he said when he was talking to Henry or not to Henry, but to Rumpelstiltskin is when Rumpel, when Mr. Gold had him up against the tree he said, uh, I'm looking for it in the notes. He said, I was going to get the savior, that woman, but, and then he said something like, I can't wait that long. She won't believe yet. Hmm. So that's his purpose for getting her to believe. It seems like is so that he can get her to use her magic on him. 
Hmm. So, but who was he talking to on the phone? The Blue Fairy. It almost seems like he was talking to Henry. No, no it was, it was too serious and too in the know. We got to move up our Wait, who was talking plan. on the phone? August. August. When, August. When he pulled himself out of bed. The green that phone really from Granny's. Phone. Oh. Yeah. So, but does that mean you think the Blue Fairy is in on this? I don't think that's who he was talking to. Well, that's, no, I think it was the Blue Fairy and that's why they led... They wanted Rumple to think that that was his son. So when he went and followed him, which he purposely let himself be followed, I mean, he's driving a motorcycle, he's not trying to be stealthy, drives up to this place. The Blue Fairy says, Oh, he lost his father, and goes through that whole story of trying, of getting Rumple to think, Oh my goodness, this is my son. Which he could have told her when he went there, hoping that gold would. I no, I really think like he was playing along with um, the Blue Fairy. I mean, it could it could possibly not be, and someone else that we haven't seen. It's, it's either someone we don't know about yet, or it's the Blue Fairy. Hmm. I call it. See, I'm wrong I, on the last one. I think she doesn't know anything. Like she's just she's the Blue Fairy. Can't. She knows everything. She's like not necessarily. I think it's someone not in Storybrooke that he was talking to. That's a long distance phone call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those happen it's fairy tale end i don't know <laughs> is, we have the technology yes <laughs> i thought it was the blue fairy hmm. um he called her Could went be. and saw her she either how he, he couldn't guarantee that she was going to follow with this plan so i'm pretty sure she, he explained the plan ahead of time and she made rumple think that that was his son i love how rumple was no it was Gold. I love how Gold was like, why does everybody ask me? Why? <laughs> <Now> the rent. <laughs> <laughs> the rent. <laughs> well, also really funny is when they had that welcome home party for Mary Margaret. <laughs> and while they had these banners up, I was thinking, welcome home. We're so glad you didn't kill anyone. Yeah. Henry says he's getting a gift now that she's out of prison. I was Wait, like, why did he get her a bell? That's kind of odd. And it's from Rumpel's shop. So Did it's he? probably something yeah. special. Remember, that, it was making all that noise, and you I could, was busy laughing at the card. <laughs> I know could, I was. Too. <laughs> when Henry went into the shop, he was saying, and you can barely hear it. He was saying, "I'm looking for a bell," or he said something like, "I was thinking about getting a bell." And for you her. hear like jingling for all, like while he's while he's um, talking, and while August is looking. Hmm. Jingling. I wonder yeah, if it's so significant. It's, it's got to be significant somehow. Oh, Rumpelstiltskin had Belle at his house. At his <laughs> little shop. Oh, gosh. No, actually, leading up to that, going up, talking about Belle, I did mention this to Jeremy, that despite the fact that they they answered a huge question, um, despite the fact that they, you know, he's not Bayfire. Is that how you say it? Bayfire now? Balefire. Bayfire. It's, there's fire. no L. <laughs> yeah, there well, is. there is, but they always, it's like B A E L. He abbreviates it by Rumpel saying Rumpelstiltskin's son, Bay. I like that. Bay. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Man. Um, <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin's son, Bay, talk, uh, even though he's not, the stranger is not him, we find out that uh, with their talk, uh, Rumpelstiltskin and Regina's talk, that the reason why he made the curse was to find his son. So mm-hmm. now we know why he resisted Belle's love for him so much, because he wanted his son more than he wanted to oh. just take on 
you know, happiness for himself. I thought that was a very good insight. Oh, yes. Nice connection. Yeah. So, that whole thing, yeah, his whole purpose through the curse was to find his son at all costs. That's why he seemed so selfish. Now, there was something... He needed... Oh, sorry. I was going to say he needed his power, Mm -hmm. and that's why he actually really did need it. It was said that uh, he made the curse for Regina. So, it sounds like uh, we we knew that Regina got the curse from him, and now we know he definitely made the curse. Mm-hmm. But it almost sounds like in some way he tricked Regina into thinking he was making this curse for her. Yeah. When he had his own purposes, as we find out. I wonder why Maleficent had it in the beginning. Well, they that's traded. because, yeah, Regina traded it for the sleeping curse from Maleficent. Remember, we found that out in episode two, The Thing You Love Most in that whole conversation that Maleficent and Regina had. Evil Queen, that is. Mm. So, is this because Regina still had something that she loved to sacrifice to enact the curse, and he didn't? Is that why he needed her to do it? Oh. Maybe. Yeah, That's a good theory. Because Blue Fairy had said something about uh, you would need to sacrifice something you love, or... I I know that's not really the wording, but it was something along those lines that was so close. It was basically saying that, mm-hmm. that, uh, and maybe, yeah, he didn't have something he could sacrifice. Otherwise he could just do it himself. He it's, wouldn't need her. It's kind of like finding a loophole in mm-hmm. how it works. And that's, that's his way. Yeah. That's cool. Because yeah, the curse leaves a hole that cannot be filled and Wow. Rumpelstiltskin invented the curse in order to find his son to fill that hole. Mm-hmm. Our chat room's talking about how he did have Belle later on, but that, you know, he wouldn't have killed her to enact the curse. So instead, he, you know, how he used Regina to, for her to sacrifice what she loved most instead of giving up anything of his own. Yes. And the chat room is also correcting your wording. They're saying it's a price, not a, not a sacrifice that he mentioned. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, the thing about Bell, though, came before he finished the curse, probably. So, I, I'm trying to remember here. Bell, if I'm getting this right, and I'll have to look at our timeline that we're working on, uh, revising as well. Bell happened before Heart of Darkness, which yes. was when uh, he got the love potion. So, if that happened, then he... Oh he might not have known he would need to sacrifice something he loved most. Maybe. Yeah. I'm interested to see how that so-called love potion plays in. Yeah. You know, it, and also, yes, he has the magic to start this curse and to create this curse, but I wonder, I mean, there's still like a recipe to it in a way, like to know what was created. So he, even though he was the creator of it, um, or he wrote the curse, there still could have been someone else that he went through um, to get it. Now, one of the things that Mr. Gold had said that was very interesting is when he said August Wayne Booth, clearly a false name. (laughs) If anyone knows about names, I do. And that was interesting because the whole Rumpelstiltskin story, the original one, is about people knowing his name Mm -hmm. and then having power over him. And then also in this, and Once Upon a Time, they say that if he knows your name, he has power over you. So that's a cool little thing that he's saying that he knows all about names and he can tell that's fake. What did you think about um, his little trinket, that thing next to his typewriter, the paperweight? 
A donkey? Yeah, they showed that like three times. So you think that was, I think that's what they're talking about. Was it a donkey? That was would make it, sense of why he'd be Pinocchio. A sitting donkey. Carved out of wood. Hmm. Was it wood? Pretty sure it was a donkey yeah, it, carved it, out of wood. It was brown. It looked like it was probably, yeah, painted wood. Maybe. Well, that wouldn't make it a very good paperweight. to me, though. We'll know more when we look at the screenshots and have our full discussion this Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, GMT minus four. So, uh, and by the way, clarification on all of this, these are our initial thoughts. So we will have much more discussion and your thoughts too is in the feedback and stuff that we'll share on Wednesday. Here's an initial thought. David's driving me crazy. <laughs> it was nice <laughs> that he kind of manned up and took responsibility for the bad things, bad decisions he made and mm-hmm. uh, ways that he lost trust, but he's really got himself in a hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his lips just keep getting pinker. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's the TV. (laughs) (laughs) And and he did say, or it was uh, Mary Margaret who said, it's like something in this world doesn't want us together. (laughs) Very true. Yeah. And then I liked how she said there's like a poison between us, which is Mm -hmm. what separated them before, the poison apple and, you know, things like that. Yeah. We've had some stuff going on in the chat room about who is Balefire's girlfriend or the you know, the friend who is a girl. She um she was the girl that was being taken the last time we saw him, right? From the village. Um maybe. I think the same I think the name is the same. It's like I can't remember. Moraine or Lorraine or something yeah, like that. Mor- and she they I were they were Noreen. taking her away. Noreen? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I I remember like typing that oh okay okay so they you know they took her and she referenced being on the front lines Mm. which is oh it's actually moraine pretty interesting too because um the idea that the children were fighting the wars so she literally saw it on the front lines yeah yeah she said her fellow soldiers which were also kids by the way um is it kids and horowitz yes uh they remember their video that we had watched was the last episode or a couple Mm. before that where the reason why David was acting that way was because he was human and he was supposed to represent what any of us would probably do, just making mistakes and, and trying to do things that were right in his own eyes, but messing up. And that's why we're getting so frustrated with him, because he is acting like us. Mm-hmm. He's um, average. He's cursed with being average. Right. So that relates back to the fact that he's still, he's trying to man up, but he's still <laughs> doing it in a poor way. <laughs> So I was able to ex- excuse it. It didn't really bother me that much. Even being awkward more than charming, the whole botched forehead kiss. Oh, this is, <laughs> this is cool. Um, Melkor, Melkor in our chat room mentioned Moraine and Bellfire are taken from the novels The Wheel of Time. Really? That's awesome. Ooh. Interesting. Very cool. Yeah. Thanks for mentioning that, Melkor. Yeah, thank you. Melkor. I, I, can't, I can't pronounce names tonight. Is that where your name is from also? <laughs> Uh, one of the other things that happened, really interesting. So this bean is what made the portal. I, I wonder for sure it was going to be Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah, a lot in the chat room. Like, of that. It's like Bay and the Bean Hole. Bay and the Bean Hole. <laughs> I was disappointed because that means like no golden eggs. Well, my thought is <laughs> the bean. If the bean, if that was the last one that could take people to a different world. We could see others. I wonder if that bean is from the tree that the stump came from that the blue fairy brought 
in order to send Emma through. Do beans, beans grow from trees? That's what I was about to say. say no. <laughs> maybe, beans don't come from trees. Maybe it's a bean it's stalk, bean not stalk. a bean tree. Maybe it's the part of the giant beanstalk. It's but a tree, not a beanstalk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm no. wondering, but this is fairy tale land. Beans could grow on trees. Well, if dwarves come to. from eggs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess true. anything is possible. You can trump any argument with that. <laughs> Dwarfs come from eggs, so it has to be true. So no, mine would be ridiculous. And I wonder if Rumpelstiltskin knows about Jefferson, the Mad Hatter, who has this hat that can go right. to different worlds. And Jefferson even said some worlds don't have magic and some worlds need it. Or some worlds have magic and some worlds need it. What I'm confused about is Gold was talking to August and he was saying Bay chose this world because it it's void of magic. So is Bay somewhere in Storybrook? I think not. I think he might be. Or or he could be outside of Storybrook because he left before the curse. I feel like we've had this discussion before where they've talked about whether we have any type of magic in our in our world. Well, Emma oh. has magic. Well, in Hattrick, that was discussed because Jefferson was saying that Emma brought magic. That's true. I was thinking of, I thought it was the queen who said when she was talking about the curse and she mentioned somewhere without magic. Yes. Oh. I don't know if she said it. I just feel like I've, I've heard it before where they discussed that our world doesn't have magic. Yeah, I think that's pretty but much Emma's the not from our world. She's from fairytale land. As soon as I saw originally. Bay, um, like sliding towards the portal. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure that we were going to see him hurt his leg that somehow led to <laughs> his oh. leg twitches and stuff. That, well, the, that's but, the but leg But it's not too. him. They did it before, the, yeah. When he was injured. Yeah, when, he, when Rumpel killed that guy, that was the leg that was injured. But I think they were just oh. misleading us again. Yeah. I thought, how is that going to carry thought, all the way to Storybrooke? I thought for sure that um, Booth was going to be... maybe booth is working for bay that's what i was gonna say yeah except in the same way that bay would not have been trying to control his father with the knife i think that he wouldn't send someone to do it either it didn't really look like he knew what he was doing (laughs) he was talking in old english too I summoned thee. well that's what (laughs) isn't that what rumpelstiltskin had to do to the original one so he called his name yeah. and said, Zoso, I summon thee. Yeah, but he just wanted to get him in front of him or behind him as the yeah, case he, may be. He didn't actually like say anything. He was like, I command thee. And, like, he and didn't say like, anything. Now what because do I do? What Shouldn't do I he do? be shimmering? <laughs> he was waiting for something to happen. But, <laughs> but we do know from this that August <laughs> is definitely from fairytale land. Yes. So that means, yet we still have to wonder, how did he get here if he isn't really Bay? Right. And what what on earth is his story now that we spent a whole episode thinking we were seeing his story yeah. and we weren't? I'm sure we'll probably get it within the next three weeks. We were fooled again. Bay, or Booth could be Bay's son. Someone in our chat room was theorizing that. I can't remember mm. who. That's awkward. By the way, um, <laughs> Mystery Cat 25 said if Pinocchio, if August is Pinocchio, he would have sat in a lot of war council meetings. So he could have known a lot of stuff. Hmm. Which is pretty interesting because even though he was a child and the curse happened soon afterward. I well, actually, it did happen like right after, didn't it? I think Pinocchio is going to have red hair like the kid. 
I told you I thought the doctor was Pinocchio, but I don't like the doctor. I don't I either. Like the Pinocchio, He's but a creep. He fits that rude jerk character that the Grim or not the Grim Fairy Tales, the Italian, um, yeah. whatever the original well, story was. I remember you talking about that. Mm. He was a little nicer, a little more respectable tonight. I felt like they wanted him, wanted us to Do- like him better. Are you saying Doctor Doctor Whale? Whale? I still okay. don't trust him. They have had these characters sort of. Like they said in a video that we played in our last podcast episode, they've had them sort of revert to something that they grew out of in fairy tale land. And Pinocchio was what? kind of, well, <laughs> there's that. But he had to learn to follow his conscience. He had to learn sort of to be. Selfless. To be good, I guess. Yeah. And so it would make sense that if he's lost that, he could be a person like Dr. Whale. <sighs> I just don't like him. <laughs> could be. But let's also remember that he seems familiar to Regina. I still think that... August? Yeah, I still think August could be Pinocchio. I mean, I'm still leaning that way, but... But then it comes back to why would Pinocchio be familiar to Regina? Unless Regina and Pinocchio oh, had some right. running. You've probably seen him. I'm totally confused. I don't know who he is. I don't know who. So uh, one other thing I have, last thing I have from my initial notes here, is Emma said she's about to start playing an entirely different game. And Thank we've you. got a custody battle coming. Yay. Well, I hope yeah. it's more like fists involved not just sitting in a courtroom <laughs> for a whole episode but. well remember back in episode four or five it was the episode um uh the that still small voice about jiminy cricket mm-hmm. at the end dr hopper says to regina that someday she might have a custody battle on uh-huh. her hands and you know who they consult they consult an expert who has worked with the child so he's going to come and play in this battle i think yeah, that he's going to be some kind of evidence for who should be an actual fa- uh, <laughs> not a father, a mother to Henry. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I I wasn't thrilled with the way she said it, the way she stated her motivation about you tried to take away someone I love. Now I'm going to take away someone you love. I mean, I would think that would be a little bit more like, lady, you're pure evil. I'm taking my kid away from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're a sociopath, Regina. Socio. Sociopath. <laughs> You're a social path. Anything else? Initial <laughs> thoughts on this episode? I was glad that Emma finally confronted Sydney Glass. And I'm sad oh, for yeah. Sydney Glass. He's a sad man. In more ways than one. Yeah, Regina is just <laughs> using him. Ugh. Ridiculous. Yeah. It felt like a part one. More like like it's always continuing. There's always more, but I was half caught off guard. I mean, I could tell by the time that it was almost over, but it felt like we're going to pick right back up where we left off next week. I guess that's all often the case. It just felt very. Maybe it's because of the misleading. <laughs> it felt unfinished. Right, when yeah. they thought we were going further along the story, and said they pulled us back and just gave us some more insight of the past. They, well, no, yeah. they gave us more than that. They but. did, but they usually have a, a a nice, neat little puzzle piece that they give us each week. And this time, it felt like they gave us like three quarters of one piece and a quarter of another. 
which is cool, but it felt a little bit more, even less, they're not, a, it's not a formulaic show, but they were even less so this week. I was impressed. Well, it's been a great conversation, and we would love to have you a part of this conversation. So please send us your feedback. You can call in to 903-231-2221 or email written or audio feedback to feedback at oncepodcast.com. You can also go to oncepodcast.com and click the send a voice message button there. Just make sure there's not much noise in the background and you're close to your microphone. And we would love to incorporate your feedback as we have our full discussion this Wednesday. Please join us for the live show at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's GMT minus four over at noodle.mx slash live. So that way we can have some awesome conversation. We'll also be looking at the forums. Chat about this in the forums over at oncepodcast.com slash forums. And there are so many awesome conversations going on over there. It's really easy to join. It's free to use and all of that. By the way, what we also have coming up, I want to tell you about, is our season one finale party. We'll be in the greater Cincinnati area. Actually, I'll say this. It will be in the northern Kentucky area, which is right on the other (laughs) side of the river from Cincinnati. And we would love for you to be there. You can get details and purchase a ticket. It's only $10, and that includes the cost of being there, renting the space. And we'll have snacks there. Of course, hot chocolate with cinnamon will be there, too. So that's the drink, not like a band or anything. <laughs> That'd be a great band. Name. I would that not want to listen to Hot Chocolate with Cinnamon. But if you're interested would... in checking out those details and registering for that, please do that as soon as you can because we need a count as soon as possible. Go to oncepodcast.com slash party. That's P-A-R-T-Y. Oncepodcast.com slash party. And then that way you can uh, register for that and get an idea of what the venues might be like that we're going to do this with and get our... Um, count for this as soon as possible and it will be awesome what we'll do is we'll have dinner together at a local restaurant then we'll go to our venue so we could uh, watch this finale all together then we'll record a live initial reactions podcast and won't have to worry about uh, live call-ins or anything like that because you will be there and we'll have a microphone where you and the audience can just come up and talk on the microphone if you want and then (laughs) also the monday after this so this is on may 13th by the way the monday after this may 14th In the morning, we'll have a breakfast at a local restaurant also for anyone who wants to stick around and join us for that. And then when you get potatoes or hash browns for your breakfast, you can decide whether you want on those gravy or butter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you have to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe if we go somewhere like, uh, um, what's that place? Cracker Barrel. And the waitress comes and anyone orders hash browns. It'd be awesome if we ask the waitress ahead of time. Could you ask people this? (laughs) Now they all know. It's the only options. They won't tell anyone. It's okay. (laughs) But check check out everything we have over at oncepodcast.com. And you can follow the show on twitter.com slash oncepodcast, as well as all of us as we tweet about our separate things in life and other podcasts that we do together. So I'm Daniel J. Lewis. You can follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. You can follow me at twitter.com slash phlegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. I'm Dan Flynn. You can follow me at twitter.com slash Dan Flynn Design. And I'm Jenny, and you can follow me at twitter.com slash Jenny's Nook. Clearly a false name. If anyone knows about names, <laughs> we do. <laughs> <laughs> so check out the website, oncepodcast.com, and get more there. 
Show notes will be at oncepodcast.com slash 31. Thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts over at noodle.mx. And a huge thank you to all of our sponsors for this episode of Once Podcast. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. And there are multiple levels there that you can send in your support for the podcast. And thank you very much.